one, two. Welcome to Current Events, c c Current Events. The date today is Sunday, May 17th. Five twenty-five p.m. I just got off of work, and uh, we're all benefiting from my inability to just sit here and be depressed. Right? We're all in it. I don't care who you are; you're in it. So tonight, we're going to talk a little current events, and a little this, a little that, and we're going to hang. Because, why not? So who's ready to party? I sure as hell am. The breakdown of today's show is current events. Then on to the death and bad news section. My God, it's bursting at the seams. I went into a tailspin this week, too, because of a subject of the death and bad news section. We'll get to that. Then onto a very, very, very extremely brief conspiracy portion. So brief, like, uh, I don't even care anymore. But I do, so we're going to do just a very, very brief. I'll never, ever give up. Ever. I just, I want to do, like, light fun and, like, party time. I'm done with the you-know-what virus. I'm done. Coronavirus Chronicles is a show of the past. It's now a collector's item floating out in space. Okay, then wrapping up the show at what we're watching and doing. All right, y'all know the deal. Mm. Let's get focused. God. All right, I'm feeling it. Like Marky Mark said, can you feel it, baby? I can too. All right, current events. There's one story in current events this week, because I'm only following one story. That's how the show goes. If you want to hear other stories, then you help me produce the show. Scarface Remake, written by the Coen Brothers. Luca Guadagnino will direct the Coen Brothers' Scarface 
call me by your name director. I don't, I didn't see that. I remember it won. I, I don't know what that is. Luca Guadagnino is to take on the long new version of the classic gangster film Scarface. Okay, they've been trying to get this going since 2011. Interesting. So he will be working from the Cohen script because the Cohen brothers, you know, y'all know them. Raising Arizona, Fargo, No Country for Old Men, y'all know them. Okay. So that's all I can really give you, but just know that it's happening and it's going to be pretty sweet. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it. One thing I can tell you is that the story will be set in Los Angeles, which is always wonderful. Okay, here we go. We're just going to pound through this section because, yeah, let's just do it. Here we go. We're going to start with the one. All right, this actually really fucked me up. It shook my world up, and I was, like, crying. And, I mean, of course, it was, like, you know, just kind of that catalyst of, like, get me to cry about, you know, the Rona and just everything, right? But still, nonetheless, it was pretty devastating. Here we go. Here's a clip. Double rainbow. Oh, my God. It's a double rainbow all the way. Whoa! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, t- oh my God! Whoa! Oh, my God! <laughs> Too much! I doubt what it means. Uh, Paul Vasquez, the double rainbow guy, he passed. My boss was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, the double rainbow guy died. And it was of COVID-19. Uh, all right, let's just not dwell. I wrote, like, something on Twitter or my Insta or some crap. It was like, oh, the double rainbow guy passed, and it hit me really hard, and I don't know why. And, like, his sister and I are now friends on Twitter, and she liked my thing, and it was just sweet. She had pictures of her and her brother, and it's just really sad. I don't know. The double rainbow guy. I I don't know. Paul Vasquez. I don't know why it just hurts so bad. I mean, I'm sure other people feel that way somewhere, but jeesh. All right, let's just move on, move on, move on. Okay, here we go. Little Richard. Bone cancer, he was 87. Here we go, a clip, let's move on. A clip, move on. Little Richard, it's now um, 16 years since you had your first hits. Oh, uh, yes. Do you realize that, uh, well, you must realize that at your performances, now there are people who weren't even al- alive when you first began uh, recording. Yes, but I have woke them up now. Everybody that wasn't alive when I started and was gone, I have brought the spirit and put it on them. <laughs> they have resurrected. They are here now and will be out there on Saturday night to hear me at Wimbledon Stadium when I'm going to let it all hang out. Could I say something? Go ahead. Let it all hang out with the beautiful little Richard from down in Macon, Georgia. I am the king of rock and roll. Ow, ow, ow. My, 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 my. I just had to do that. Now I feel so much better. I got it out. Well, you're always so shy. In 1956, you had a lot of hits, but... 
Before that, what were you doing? I was a dishwasher at the Greyhound bus station in my hometown, Macon, Georgia. I had been washing plates for so long, I was tired. And I wrote, Tootie Fruity and good golly, Miss Molly, and bless your soul, I got out of the kitchen. Long, tall Santa just took me on to California, and I stayed there. In You'd, fact, I think everybody's supposed to do their own thing. This is what you call doing your own thing time. Do you always dress like that? Or? Every day. I go to the grocery store like this, and people turn around. When I walked in the airport here in London today, a man dropped his cup of coffee. <laughs> Initially, when you were enormous, well, right? God bless your heart. In 1957, yeah. 58, yes. you retired. Yes, I did. You came back in 63, about, mm -hmm. right? No, um, I came back in 60. Oh, that's, that's, when yeah. I, that's when I took the Beatles with me. See, I played uh, a, a Liverpool for Brian Epstein. He had a record store, and I took the Beatles and Mick Jagger with me. Mick Jagger was living on a truck. I had Jimi Hendrix playing guitar for me. I had Billy Preston on the organ, James Brown, and Joe Tex was my vocalist. I had all of them. That's the reason I'm the king. All of them came from me. Poor little old bit of me. There you go, little Richard. As I've been, you know, crafting the show all week, I get my clips and everything already, and hearing that clip all week has just really cheered me up. Little Richard, true entertainer, true performer, true artist. All right, let's keep moving on, because I want to get out of this death and bad news section, and let's just, ugh. All right, here we go. Fred Willard. Ah. Uh, is this show just going to be the death and bad news section? Y'all know him from the Mighty Wind, Best in Show, all that. He was 86. A Mighty Wind. That deserves a definite rewatch. And Best in Show. I mean, damn, I got both of them on, on DVD, but yeah, Mighty Wind. I can feel that. His daughter Hope said he passed away, quote, very peacefully. He kept moving, working, and making us happy until the very end. We loved him so much and we'll miss him forever. Sweet. Okay, let's keep it going. Boom. Jerry Stiller. Comedian Jerry Stiller has died at the age of 92 from natural causes. Uh, the U.S. comics passing was confirmed by his son Ben Stiller. As I was reading this... I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I have a forgotten memory. I saw Ben Stiller one time on the highway. I was on like the 405 or something. And it was so funny because he was like driving a Mercedes or like a BMW. I really don't know. One of the two. And he looked just like his character in Reality Bites. And he was like even on his phone and everything. Like he looked just like, and he was like acting like his character in Reality Bites. And I was like, ew. <laughs> but yeah, I think I called someone and was like, oh my God, Ben Stiller's behind me. And he's just like his person in Reality Bites. All right, move, move, move. Roy Horn. Uh, Y'all know him, right? If you're over, like, 40. Siegfried and Roy, I mean, I'm guessing they're lovers. I'm not sure. I hope I'm not outing them. Uh, he died at uh, 75. You know, the lion people, and they got into the fight with the lion. Okay, let's move on. Okay, great. Whew. I feel, okay, I, I feel like I can do the show now. 
we're out of the death and bad news section. I just don't even want to be in that, but, you know, I mean, those were significant deaths. There was even more, but it's just like, I just can't. Let's just, you know, what's our motto? I don't know. We don't have one. Let's just move on. On to the brief but meaningful and thoughtful conspiracy portion. Okay, the conspiracy portion. Here's all I gotta say about conspiracy right now. This is Times of the Rona. And... Basically... <laughs> I know I sound insane during these, and I don't care. Uh, I'm actually a really logical person, <laughs> but here we go. Uh, basically, the conclusion that I'm at this week with conspiracy is that everything that conspiracy theorists have been saying since the early 80s is actually true. And that's all I have to say. I mean, I've been studying the, quote, Illuminati and conspiracy theories for seven years, maybe? Books, movies, DIY docs, abstract ideas, connections. I mean, from the craziest conspiracy theories to the most plausible, you know? And, yeah. The coronavirus is here. And just listen to my past episodes. It's all there. But that's all I wanted to say about the conspiracy portion is basically everything that these hardcore conspiracy theorists have been saying since the early 80s is true. And here we are. And what a damn time to be alive. And you know what? I honestly have to say, I wouldn't want to be going through this with anybody else except for the people that I have in my life right now currently. The people who are close to me in my life, and you know who you are, there's no one else I'd rather be going through this shit with than you guys. And this time, <laughs> it's the Matrix. It's so many things. It's so many things. And I'm, I will do a whole episode on that, Bread and Circuses and the Illuminati, and it's all there. I could freaking probably write a book on it at this point if I could just sit down. But anyways, that's all I wanted to say is that it's all true. <laughs> all that crazy shit that you've been hearing on YouTube, which now is pretty hard to find. Yeah, go check that out. Have fun trying to find a uh, conspiracy doc on 9-11. Okay, anyways, let's move on, right? The monolith, touching the monolith, right? The phone. Okay, listen to past episodes for all that conspiracy stuff. But that's all I wanted to say. Okay, let's move on. Let's wrap up the show. Sorry, I'm so... I'm usually... I'm not aggro. What am I? You know what it is? I thought about this on the way home from work, actually. It's like I want to do the show... But, like, editing right now is, like, for some reason, a huge trigger for me. 
And like the longer the show is, the more editing I have to do. And I never have a problem with editing. I sit in my closet for nine hours and edit. Like I don't give a shit. But for some reason, like it just feels super lonely to like edit. I don't know. It's really weird. And like I'm getting like this weird like phobia. I noticed it with like the last episode, Music of the Month. Yeah. And I'm sure we're all going through like shit like that. Like, oh, what's happening? This is a trigger. Like, oh, weird. I mean, man, this is... <laughs> it's like, I want to say these times are going to go down in history, but how are they... Are they even going to go down in history as actually what happened? What is happening? <laughs> why is there already a documentary about coronavirus on Netflix? And especially, why is it called Coronavirus Explained? I don't know. Maybe I'm just paranoid. And you know what? Hell Yeah. I wouldn't say paranoid. I would say skeptical as hell about everything. And I think that's pretty healthy, actually. Okay, don't get me started. But yeah, so that's... So I'm sure you guys at home are, like, feeling different things. So yeah, I have this new, like, phobia started. Like, oh, I have a panic attack before work. I have a panic attack after work. Now I'm having this phobia about sitting here editing. It's like, ugh. So I'm, the shows are shorter. It's like, ugh. But I'm sure in, like, one day I'll be fine. Two days. You know what I mean? It's like, whatevs. It's like, we're all gonna be fine. <laughs> we're all gonna be fine. It's all gonna be groovy, baby. I know it. All right, let's move on to wrapping up the show. Here's my favorite part. I mean, I know it was kind of bum out doing the death and bad news, but it's like, I mean, dare we say that we're a news show? I just felt that it was irresponsible as, as a news show to like not cover recent deaths. I don't know, even though it kind of was bum out. All right, boom, let's close the show. What we're watching and doing. Oh God. <laughs> What have I been doing? Uh, driving around, analyzing albums all of all different kinds. Okay, what have I been watching and doing? I'm wrapping up the show. Okay, I've been bumping Midnight Vultures by Beck. I know you all know that. Oh my god. Okay. I'm starting a scale this week. This is big. This is big news. I'm starting a scale this week, rating albums on their danceable ability. So, Beck, Midnight Vultures, 1 through 10, 10 being the absolute most danceable album. I give Midnight Vultures by Beck on danceability alone an 8.5. Okay, moving on. Okay, Pete Davidson, the cat from Saturday Night Live. He has a new movie coming out, sort of like a biopic sort of thinger, but like fictional. It looks hella good. I mean, the whole, yeah, I'm very much into the Pete Davidson. The Ariana Grande, the Mac Miller. Oh, I've been obsessed with that shit for like a week. But anyways, I've always liked Pete Davidson. I really like him. He seems sincere and nice. And who doesn't like someone funny? So I'm very much looking forward to the Pete Davidson movie. His dad was actually a firefighter, um, but he died in 9-11. And I think the movie, he dies a different way. But yeah, very much. I'm prepping the Blair Witch Project movie thing. 
which will be epic, the bully movie thing, which will be hella epic, and the melancholia movie thing. Oh. Okay, what else have I been doing? I've been watching Blair Witch. I have Blair Witch on, like, constantly. I realized what it was, and why I like Blair Witch so much. I, I love Heather. <laughs> Heather's, like, my dream girl. I mean, now she's a little young. She was like an old, cool college person to me when this movie came out. It took me 20 years to realize I was in love with Heather. But yeah, that's how I'm getting through the Rona. Blair Witch on repeat and this show, hanging with you guys. And y'all are loving the shows all over the world. They even got new listeners in like India or something. Ireland, France. I mean, y'all are just really phoning it in. And that's really the best feeling. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like the best feeling is when someone new listens to the podcast and then they download like 40 episodes. It's and it's like, okay, that person like was entertained and had a good time for like 40 hours, you know, or whatever. It's really funny because you can tell the kind of person who downloads the episodes like I'll get, like, a new listener in, like, Ohio or wherever, and they'll download, like, all the Dancing with the Stars episodes and, like, none of the other episodes. And I always tell if it's, like, someone kind of around my age. You can tell, like, kind of who they are or what they're into by the episodes they download. I have no idea who they are, but it's just funny. All right. Watching and doing. Watching and doing. Okay, uh, we set up the karaoke machine at work. Karaoke mania. Man, I've really been turning a lot to karaoke. That's who I've been turning to <laughs> during the Rona is karaoke. It's like every time I feel sad, I just go to the karaoke. And even if I'm alone, it just makes me feel so much better. But yeah, um, and I did this thing where we have to put a glove over the microphone, you know, kind of like doesn't really affect the sound that much but i don't want like everybody who does karaoke to get you know coronavirus so yeah we're being like hella clean about it i did good vibrations uh baby got back by uh sir mix a lot yeah i mean it's fun so what i'm trying to say i guess is now's the time when we really have to dig deep and just make our own fun you don't sit around and wait I'm not sitting around and waiting, like, to have fun. I have fun right now. You know, we have to think of our own ways to have fun, whether we're hanging out with people or not. You know, how are you going to have fun whether you're hanging out with people or not? And that's the key. But I know I'm going to be damn careful. I'm not going to fuck around. And you be damn careful, too. Whether all this... Here it is, y'all. I mean, really, whether all this coronavirus shit is real or not, I mean... It's all horrifying. It really is. But I'm so down to, like, live. I'm so down to live with you guys. Let's do this shit. I'm down to have... It's like, it's like no, uh-uh, I'm finally retired. Like, I finally retired a year ago. And I finally got settled. This shit ain't fucking my shit up. I'm having my dream life. And who's coming with me? Do you know what I mean? Fuck coronavirus. Fuck the Illuminati. Fuck the good club. I want to thrive. I'm not just going to sit around. I want to thrive. Who's going to thrive with me? You know? Get your plan, y'all. 
it's gonna be good. I guess that's all I have to say. I am writing a new episode that'll be out probably in a couple days. God, if I'm super depressed, I might do it tomorrow. It's uh, Music of the Month uh, Dancing. Gonna play five songs that you cannot help but dance. And that's what's probably gonna go down <laughs> tomorrow. We'll see. It's the editing thing. I'll just push through. Let's do this shit. Heat. 